I invite you to remain standing as we hear a lesson from John's Gospel on this Pentecost Sunday from the 14th chapter of John, beginning with verse 8 through 17, and then moving to the 25th verse through 27. I want you to open your hearts to the reading and the hearing of the word of our God. John 14, beginning with verse 8. And bear with me. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Jesus replied, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been with you this time, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I've spoken to you, I don't speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me does his works. Trust me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on account of the works themselves. I assure you that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. I will go, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. When you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will send another companion, one who will be with you forever. This companion is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot recognize because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. You know him because he lives with you and will be with you always. And then at the 25th verse, I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you everything that I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give to you, not as the world gives. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. This is the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, may these words of my mouth, the thoughts and the meditations of each of our hearts, be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight, Lord, our rock, our redeemer, our Christ, our spirit. Rain down on us just now, Holy Spirit. Amen. As I prepare to leave you, my friends, I want to apologize if at any time during these years there has been discomfort or hurt feelings, broken hearts, or other painful experiences during this time with me as your pastor. It's never was my intent to cause any pain, but if I did, I confess it was of my own doing because of my failure to listen to the Holy Spirit. And as I prepare to leave, you who are so beloved to me, I celebrate the times we got it right, 
putting behind us the past and looking forward to a future yet unknown and claiming a day, claiming the strides that we have made to keep hashtag St. Mark strong. I give thanks to God because it was at those moments I was smart enough to listen to the Holy Spirit. This past Monday, Sally and I had the privilege and joy of meeting her sister Catherine and her husband Alan in Greensboro. We met halfway. They're in Aiken. We're here. We thought, let's get together. Let's have some fun on Memorial Day together and watch a movie. So we found a great place to eat, and there's a movie theater right there. And so Catherine and Alan went in first, got their tickets, and I heard Alan say, we want the senior discount tickets. Those old people. <laughs> I'm in another line. The lady in front of me is getting popcorn, three Cokes, goobers, and the whole bit. So they've gone. And I come up to the young whippersnapper who's just beginning his summer job. And I say, I need two tickets. And now this is going to tell you something about my age because I didn't go to see Top Gun. We went to see Downton Abbey. And he gave me two tickets. I paid the price. And he said, $7 each. And I thought, dang, this is a good theater. We need to come back here. And I got my tickets. It said, senior citizen. <laughs> he didn't even ask. So I began to think, just, just how old am I? And I began to remember some TV shows back in the 60s and 70s. And one of the favorites was a show called The Flip Wilson Show. Very racy for the 60s and 70s. Now it's PG. <laughs> but if any of you know who Flip Wilson was, you know he had a character that he portrayed named Geraldine. And Geraldine had a line. And the line kind of goes like this. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. It's so nice, isn't it, to have someone to fall back on for all our failures and not to claim any responsibility for our own actions, whether they be good or bad. But in reality, you and I know there is only one life that is responsible for all that we do, and that is our own life. But we can listen. And we can, with a heart focused on Jesus Christ, make some choices that are good and holy and right. We can, as that great crusader in the Indiana Jones movie says, choose wisely. Today, we are choosing wisely, I hope, to receive the Holy Spirit of God into the midst of this community of faith afresh and anew on this Pentecost Sunday, calling for God's Spirit to move us through these days of transition and change and uncertainty, calling for the Holy Spirit of God to come on down and move among us, be rich and full in the midst of us. Tell us what to do, Holy Spirit. The Spirit 
that we long for, that we need, is Christ's promise of one who will guide us always. You see, Christ prays to God to remember that God's love for the disciples of Jesus Christ need to be ongoing all the time, 24-7. And Christ prays for God to know that these disciples are doing their very best to keep the commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Yes, and your neighbor as yourself. The advocate comes to help us as an answer to that request from Jesus. Because you see, as we've said over the last few weeks, John is not just talking about the disciples 1 through 12. John is talking about disciples of the future, you and me, in this place this morning. The prayer was for us that the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will be present and always and forever with us, the children of God, Jesus' disciples now. This is Jesus' promise of guidance to us. And in it, we see God's goodness. God's goodness is evident in that God sends this Advocate just for you and just for me to receive this Advocate into our lives and to listen, to follow this Spirit that will help us make the good choices, to do it for Christ. I hope you understand that the Holy Spirit is not some Casper the Ghost. The Holy Spirit is not just another part of the deity to take up room and to confuse us about this thing called Trinity. The Holy Spirit is not a guardian angel to stop you from tripping over the sidewalk or to give you the lotto numbers for this week. The Spirit comes to guide us, to show us the way of Christ. The Spirit's time, though, would be totally wasted if we, you and I, who are the disciples of Jesus, don't listen, don't adhere, don't do what the Spirit encourages us to do. While the promise is our gift, there is no gift if we don't take it and open it and use it and live in it. The Spirit is a sign of God's goodness to us that God answers Jesus' prayer and sends this advocate for you and me and all we need to do is to receive Him. The Spirit is God's promise, not only of guidance, but of strength. And Lord knows we've needed strength in the last two and a half years. The Spirit tells us over and over again that we are not some unworthy scum of the earth or worms or worse than worms, just the disgusting part of life. Because we've been told that by many people in many times of our life. Words like worms and wretchedness have no place in the Spirit's vocabulary. The Spirit instead speaks to us and reminds us of God's great love for each one of us. The Spirit reminds us of the true fact that we are God's beloved children. If we're children, then surely we are heirs of all of the goodness of God, but also the suffering of God. The two are inseparable, but not unbearable. They are not unbearable because the Spirit is the promise of Christ for strength, for us to live each and every day, to live in us, through us, and for us. 
each time we need that strength coming from God. We are able to bear it all, all that life throws at us, even a pandemic, even death, even being disregarded. We know that the Spirit will see us through these times because the Holy Spirit is with us as a sign of God's goodness in the way that He serves us. And it's evident as you and I go from situation to situation with inner strength that words cannot describe because the Holy Spirit simply empowers us to do it. The Spirit gives the voice for us to say, Father, or Mother, or Parent, or Allah, or God, or Yahweh, or whatever term we want to use to address Creator God. In our darkest moments, and in our in our brightest days, to proclaim grace, mercy, love in the face of brokenness, oppression, and hate. We call upon that Spirit, and that Spirit gives us the assurance that we can boldly approach Christ, and then we can boldly approach this world and call evil what it is and tell it to be gone in the name of Christ but not just in our words, but in our actions thereafter as well. We can go to this one without fear, without shame. We can go boldly. And should fear and shame kind of go with us regardless, the Holy Spirit just simply blows it away to give us the power to live for Almighty God. Without the fear, without the shame, because God is good. And it is the goodness of God in us with this Holy Spirit that will win over evil and oppression every time. The Spirit is the promise of comfort. Nowhere in Scripture, no theologian that I know of has ever said that it's easy on this journey and there'll be no struggles and everybody should just sign up and we'll have a party 24-7. That with Christ there will be suffering. In fact, we're told to expect it, to look for it, yes, to embrace it. It's part of being human. It's part of being the heir of the divine. It's a part of the journey toward the perfected life in Christ. We have this promise here that though we have sufferings now, we will obtain the glory of God eventually. And so we hope to keep hoping in faith. The good news is that the Spirit, this Holy Spirit, is the one from God, from the heart of Jesus our Christ, who will see us through our lifelong journey, comforting us in our pain and sorrow, brokenness and worry. We just need to open our hearts to this new advocate, my friends, this Holy Spirit, and allow the Holy Spirit to make us do it. Do life in Jesus Christ. It's God's good plan. God's good hope for you and me to live our lives in God and God alone. It's God's plan for us to tell the old, old story that we have loved so long. The Spirit will guide us, strengthen us, and comfort us every step of the journey if we allow it. Trust in the Spirit when it pushes you, friends. Trust in the Spirit when it pulls you, my friends. Trust in the Spirit when it kicks you in the seat of your pants. And do it. 
and you will know comfort, strength, and guidance. Jesus prays for this, for you, for me. And then in this scripture, Jesus takes his leave by imparting peace to his disciples. His peace is not like the world's peace. It's not a peace from wartime and struggle and stress, but a peace that truly passes all understanding. So today, today, the Spirit is telling me to leave by imparting to you peace. That I'm to leave telling you that you have peace all around you. And you have no need to fear or to worry as you take up the cross of Christ and go into this world. Peace I leave with you, my friends. The peace of Jesus Christ that is found only through the Holy Spirit who will bind us together. Yet you here and me and Augusta even will be together. It is the Holy Spirit who is a reminder of God's goodness in my life and in your life. And that over our brief time together as a pastor in a congregation. The bad forgotten, I hope and pray. The good remembered and always used as a springboard to the future. The goodness of God. The goodness of God awaits all who will listen and who follow. It is also the Holy Spirit that is making me do what I'm about to do right now. As I share the goodness of God with you in a song. Believe me, the two of us have had many discussions why I should not do this. <laughs> My voice is not what it used to be. I am so out of practice with singing. I'm no longer a talented tenor, but a bumbling baritone. And I don't want your last sound you hear to be for me something like a cat in a room full of rockers. And the Holy Spirit still says this song. I want you to share with them the words that have power and will enable them to work for the kingdom of God, to work for these whom he dearly loves in the months and the years to come. So just remember, the Spirit made me do it, and let's keep on the pulpit mic. never fails me all my days I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God cause all my life you have been So, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing 
or you stand up for one another in love and acceptance and in service because the Spirit calls us to do it, beloved. The Spirit calls us because the world is in need of a church like St. Mark United Methodist Church. It needs the melodies and the harmonies and the colors and the schemes and the plans and the love, the acceptance and the service that you give by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So as I leave you, I call upon the Holy Spirit of God to fall fresh in this place. On this, my beloved St. Mark, fall fresh not just today on Pentecost, but every stinking day we're out there in the trenches. Every day when there's joy and sunshine, every day when there's thunder and rain, I call upon the Holy Spirit of God to love, accept, and serve you and give you the comfort and strength and guidance to do the very same. God is so good to empower you. God is so good to pour the Holy Spirit upon us. Here, where you're at online, and in the world where we live. And we do this till Jesus comes, wherever we are. In the name of Creator and of Redeemer and of the assistant Holy Spirit, amen.